This is the Gathering Church in Windsor, Ontario, and I'm Pastor Garth Lino. Welcome to our podcast. I've been away from the gathering for the last two Sundays, and it feels absolutely wonderful to be back home with my family. Glad to be. There's, there's no place I'd rather be on Sunday morning than right here. So uh, we love our church. You love your church? We love our church. We're, we're on the same track there. And you know, everyone has a path. Everyone is charting a course in life. Everybody's going somewhere. Even if you feel stuck or you feel like you're in a rut, you're still in motion. Life is a journey. And it's, it, it, the end of the journey is not just a place, but it's also a, a condition. We're becoming the end of our journey, one day at a time, one wise or foolish decision at a time. We are becoming the end of our journey. And God cares about that. He cares about the course of your life, and He cares about the course of my life. He cares about the decisions that we make every single day, and the Bible is the voice of God that's calling us into eternal life, but also calling us into the abundant life that God has promised. Well, during the Old Testament era, God spoke to His people three different ways. The priests taught the the law of God, and the prophets declared the word of God, but the sages or the wise men counseled people in the word of God. Both the commandments of the law and the thunderings of the prophets uh, present the big picture. They, they, they spread out these gigantic truths of God. Great big ideas like salvation or redemption or righteousness. And we need that teaching. It's absolutely essential to understanding the work of Jesus Christ in our lives. They give us the big picture, but... But we need more than the big picture, don't we? Can you imagine the chaos that companies like Chrysler or Ford or GM would be if they just said to their, if they said to their employees, go make cars? That would be disastrous. They need some practical instruction day by day on how that's supposed to happen. So we need more than the big picture. God gave us the law, and He gave us the prophets, but He also gave us wise counsel, and that's where the book of Proverbs comes in. Proverbs is chock full of wise counsel. For example, this is for some of you who get up early in the morning. Proverbs 27, 14. A loud and cheerful greeting early in the morning will be taken as a curse. I've discovered that at my house. I'm the guy who's up early, you know. Four o'clock in the morning, I get up early. And every once in a while, when people wake up in my house, very late, I say, good morning. Good morning, Dad. It's like, they take it as a curse and it's meant as a blessing. So God cares about our understanding of the very big truths of Scripture. He, He cares about that. But he also cares very much about the, the little 
uh, nuances of our daily lives, the, the tidbits of advice and, 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 and counsel that we need along the way. And that's really where Proverbs comes in. We need God's help moment by moment, down at the level uh, where there are no hard and fast rules to go by. Uh, for example, uh, where do we go in Scripture to, to find out about the kind of man or woman that we should marry? Where do we go to find good advice about communication, good communication? What, what career path should I take? How should I spend my money? How should I be raising my children? So it might surprise you, but Proverbs has something to say about all of those topics. And we're going to touch on many of them throughout the months of July and August. You see, in Proverbs, God's, God coaches us in the wisdom that we need every single day. So, as we begin to examine the first few verses of Proverbs 1, which is really an introduction to the book, we discover, first of all, the title. Now, every good book has a title, and Proverbs also has a title. It occurs in verse 1 of chapter 1. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. The title to the book of Proverbs immediately gives us a couple of clues about what we can expect. First of all, the title tells us how this book is going to communicate the heart of God to us. Quite simply, through Proverbs. Now, in other words, Proverbs is the literary strategy of this Old Testament book. In English, a proverb is a, is a short saying that contains practical truth that's easy to remember. Things like, look before you leap. That's an English proverb. Or, absence makes the heart grow fonder. That too is an English proverb that all grandmothers who have grandkids that live away from them know. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So short sayings or sound bites that contain general truth or practical advice. Well, biblical proverbs can be, can be sound bite-ish too, but they contain more than practical wisdom, much, much more than just common sense. What is a biblical proverb? Well, the word proverb is a, is a noun, and the Hebrew n- noun proverb is actually related to a verb, an action word that means to be, to be like something or to, to represent something. And so a biblical proverb is a little model of reality. It's, it's a little visual representation of some aspect of our daily lives. And so by picking up a proverb and turning it uh, in, at every, every which angle, uh, really trying to examine that proverb... Uh, we can actually learn something about life before we step into that reality in that very moment. Second, the title also tells us where the book comes from. It comes from Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. So right up front, the book tells us uh, that it stands in the flow of biblical history, that biblical history. This particular slice of biblical history actually leads us right to Jesus. This is from Solomon, son of David. Can you think of someone else you know who's also declared to be the son of David? Jesus. So on the human side, Jesus was also a descendant of the son of David. So Proverbs is really a gospel book because it's a book that's tied to Jesus. It's a gospel book because it's good news for bad people. 
It's a gospel book because it's about grace for sinners. It's a gospel book because it's, a, it's about hope for failures. Like me. Maybe like you. I don't know. But it's a gospel book. And it's a gospel book because Jesus himself is coming to us as the wonderful counselor through the pages of Proverbs. It's a gospel book. We say we're, we're, we try to be a gospel-centered church. And somebody says, well, then what are you doing preaching out of Proverbs? There's no gospel in Proverbs. Are you kidding me? There's gospel in every chapter of Proverbs. You just wait and see. Because we're going to read through Proverbs together in the month of July, aren't we? And we're going to read one chapter of Proverbs every day, aren't we? Amen. Well, a couple of you anyway. <laughs> the title of the book is The Proverbs of Solomon. But we will encounter the wisdom of Jesus on every single page. Then as we probe the next few verses, we'll also discover the goals of the book of Proverbs. Verses 2 to 6. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing and righteousness, justice and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth, let the wise hear and increase in learning, and let the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their Riddles. So it, it's really fleshing out the, the goals of the book of Proverbs in those few verses. And I believe that we can boil it down. I believe that God has two primary goals for us in this book of Proverbs. And verse 2, verse 2 states them like this. To know wisdom and instruction and to understand words of insight. To know wisdom and instruction and to understand words of insight. One is talking about deep character. The other is talking about straight thinking. To know wisdom and instruction, that's deep character. To understand words of insight, that's straight thinking. And then, in the context of the rest of the passages, verses 3 and 4 tell us some, something more about deep character. And verse 6 tells us something more about straight thinking. And I think verse 5 is like a, a parenthesis urging wise people to grow even wiser in the days ahead. So wise people can get even wiser. Smart people can get even smarter. Theological people can get even more theological. It can happen. Every one of us today can take a new step with the Lord and keep on growing. Everybody here today who knows Jesus can be on the growing edge spiritually. doesn't matter how much you know. doesn't matter how long you walk with Jesus doesn't matter how many years of theological education you got under your belt. You can still keep growing. So, let me repeat the challenge that I referred to earlier. Why, why don't we take up the challenge to read through the book of Proverbs this month? There are 31 days in July, and there are 31 Proverbs. So if we took one proverb a day, and, and really some of the Proverbs are not that many verses... Take one chapter a day. You read through the whole book of Proverbs. You'll be so stinking smart by the end of July, you won't even be able to stand yourself. And we might just do the same thing in August. Wouldn't that be great? I mean, read through the book of Proverbs twice. Billy Graham used to 
read a proverb every single day for years, many, many years. And he was a pretty wise cookie. So let's work our way through the book of Proverbs. We can become a gospel community of growing people who, who, who in turn make disciples, who love God uh, and grow in their faith and serve the Lord and multiply the church. But God's first purpose for us, God's first goal for us, at least here in Proverbs, is deep character. Deep character. And deep character is defined here in verses 2 to 6, I think, as receiving instruction and developing prudence or common sense, cultivating knowledge, and nurturing discretion. So all of these things are important, and all of these things lead to deeper character in a man's life or a woman's life. Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Some say he's one of the best pro football players of all time, um, but he still listens to his coaches. One article quotes him as saying, I love being coached. I love talking football with smart coaches. I love the input, the dialogue, the conversation. So Aaron Rodgers might be one of the best pro quarterbacks, but he still likes to be coached. That says something to me. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the game, but he's still willing to listen to advice and counsel from people who are in his life. And folks, let's be honest. It's hard, it's hard sometimes to be humble and take advice or to take counsel from people who don't know as much as you do and people who, who are younger than you are and people who haven't been around the track as many times as you are. It's, it's hard to stay humble and accept advice or counsel or coaching from other people. I just love it when people come up to me and say, Hey, Pastor, can I speak into your life? I'm thinking, sure you can. <laughs> Bring it on. A good friend of mine uh, said to me some time ago, and I've just never forgotten it. I've repeated it to staff. and He said to me, and he pastors a church of 5,000, someplace in Georgia. And he said to me, Garth, you know, I've learned that if I'm humble enough, I can learn from anybody. If I'm humble enough, I can learn from anybody. It's hard to stay fresh, though, isn't it? It's hard to stay on the growing edge 24-7 because we get lazy and we start to coast. Are any of you getting lazy spiritually? Are any of you feeling like you're coasting spiritually these days? Good. It's good that we came to Proverbs then because Proverbs is going to light a fire under your, under your feet. Proverbs 1.5 says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning. And the one who understands obtain guidance. Now you think, well, if you're wise already, why do you need to hear and increase in learning? But that's the, that's the, that's the, the attitude of Proverbs. You're wise? Good. Well, keep on learning. You have understanding? Good. Now obtain guidance. So let's keep growing Let's not get satisfied or comfortable. Let's not die before we die, folks. Let's keep 
pressing in and learning and growing and let's stay humble and be honest and, and, and discover as much as we can. Let's keep learning. God wants to give every one of us deep character and that's one of the purposes of this book. The second purpose is straight thinking. Just look back to the second line of verse 2. So to understand words of insights. Well, what does that mean? Well, think of the difference between Sherlock and Dr. Watson. You know, a client would walk into Sherlock Holmes's, uh, was it an apartment or an office at uh, 221B Baker Street? Sherlock Holmes would take one look at the guy, the client who just walked in, and he could tell you 17 things about that guy after just one look. And it was always elementary, my dear Watson, elementary. Well, Watson saw the same person at the same time, but not with the same insight. So insight is that thing that you have when the non-obvious becomes obvious to you. That's insight. So we, we come to the book of Proverbs. As we come, we're, we're approaching a community of wisdom, a group of people who are standing around talking about life together, men and women who are, they're all just... Yoda smart, these people. We're, we're the beginners who sidle up to this circle of, of wise people. And in the circle of people, we see Solomon, and there's Isaiah, and David, and oh, there's the Apostle Paul, and, and Martin Luther, and there's Billy Graham, and there's Mother Teresa, and a bunch of other people that we've come to know and love and, and, and personally admire. And we start listening to what they're talking about. And at first, we, we don't really understand what they're talking about. The longer we listen and the harder we lean into that circle, we, we, we start to catch on. We're getting a little wiser along the way. And, 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 and as we do, as we, as we lean in and gain a little bit of wisdom, we start to leave behind that shallow mindset. You know, the mindset that is that is educated by Facebook and Instagram, we leave that behind because we want more. We want more than Snapchat. We want more than 140 characters, or maybe it's increased now, I don't know, but for sure. But we want more than that, right? We want more than that, right? We all want more than that. I know you do. You're not satisfied with what you've got. You want more. And so as we listen, as we listen to the wise, we grow wise. We grow wise. And Eventually, we get to step inside that circle of wisdom and we make a discovery. God has been there all along. He's just been waiting for us to step inside. You see, the wise always let God be God to them. They respect Him. They honor Him. They seek Him. They pursue Him. And they, they obey Him. Because if you don't take that last step of obedience, all the rest is just smoke and lights. So that leads us right into the theme, the theme of this book, which is contained in Proverbs 1.7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You know this verse, don't you? You've heard this a thousand times before. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So verse 7 is a theme of the book of Proverbs. If we distilled the whole book into one drop, it would be verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord? Well, that's not a cringing dread where we, 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 we 
try to hide from God. It's not a guilty, oh no, here comes God, now he's going to know what I've done. No, no. It's not that, that's not fear of the Lord that the Bible speaks about. The fear of the Lord is an openness to God. It's, it's eagerness to please Him. It's a humility uh, that allows Him to instruct us. The fear of the Lord is a willingness to, to turn from evil and let the Holy Spirit guide us and take us into this abundant life that Jesus promised. The fear of the Lord is complete surrender to the will of God and to the Word of God. The fear of the Lord is loving God for who He is and not just what He can do for you. The fear of the Lord is standing or kneeling in the presence of God in absolute awe of the glory of God. That's the fear of the Lord. See. And this wonderful fear and reverence for God is where we begin our journey of wisdom. Does that make sense? The, and the fear of the Lord is how we make progress along the way till the journey is over. The fear of the Lord is not only the beginning of wisdom and knowledge, it sustains the growing Christian in the fear and knowledge and understanding of God. Every day. The fear of the Lord is how we make progress all the way to the grave. It opens up our eyes to wisdom and keeps them open. The fear of the Lord, oh God, we, we love you. And we stand in reverence of you today. I just wish the rest of our country did the same. So let's choose wisdom every single day of our lives. Let's choose wisdom. You've probably discovered at Starbucks you have quite a few options. Quite a few drink combinations at Starbucks. You could start by ordering a tall, non-fat latte with caramel drizzle. I could go for one of those right about now. Or a grande iced sugar-free vanilla latte with soy milk. Or how about a decaf soy latte with an extra shot or two. Or maybe non-fat frappuccino with extra whipped cream and chocolate sauce. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. So you see, according to the the global uh, marketing uh, chief of Starbucks, according to him... There are more than 80,000 drink combinations at Starbucks. What? 80,000 different combinations at Starbucks? Proverbs offers just two. Not 80,000, just two options. You can either learn to fear the Lord and grow in wisdom, or you can despise biblical wisdom and stay stupid. I mean, that's a, that's a Lino translation, but I think it's pretty accurate. You can despise biblical wisdom and become a fool. Only two options. Learn to fear the Lord and grow wise, or despise biblical wisdom and become a fool. So, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we we come to you this morning as the only wise God, to whom belongs glory and honor forever and ever. And we confess, Lord, that 
that often our unwise decisions displease you and dishonor you, and we are sorry for that. We ask for your forgiveness today as we seek your face, and we ask that you would create in us a clean heart and give us wisdom. Give us a heart for wisdom. Give us a desire and motivation to pursue wisdom. Be thou my wisdom, and thou my true word. In Jesus' name we pray.